Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. I'm continuing on today with the teaching on the balance of the gifts of the Spirit in a local church service and the preaching and teaching of the Word of God. You may not be a pastor, you may not be a praise and worship leader, but you still have a ministry and God even allows that to happen during a church service where you have an opportunity to listen to the Holy Spirit and minister to people around you. Interested? Let's go to the Word of God together. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Pastor Bob Yandian. Hi, I'm Pastor Bob Yandian. Welcome back again to Student of the Word. Glad to have you here today for the past three days. We have been taking up the balance of the gifts of the Spirit and the Word of God being taught in the local church service. I'm not talking about your own personal life, okay? There's a speaking with tongues in your personal life just for you. Uh, when Jesus said you'll receive power after the Holy Spirit's come upon you, that's in your personal life. They begin to speak with tongues. Isaiah 52 gives the introduction, the first mention of speaking with tongues in the Bible with stammering lips and another tongue. He God will speak to this people, those speaking in tongues, and said this is also the rest and the refreshment. What God was simply saying there was in your own personal life, you are not stuck with just your own brain figuring it out for yourself, but the Holy Spirit will give you what God is saying to you at the moment. And by speaking in tongues, you make yourself more sensitive to the willingness of God and the guidance of God and the openness of God to show you. He's not trying to keep it secret. He wants to help and he's given every way he can to help you understand his call on your life and also to understand the word of God. Jesus said, when the spirit of God has come, the first thing he's gonna do is lead you and guide you into all truth. That's the word of God. The highest form of guidance is first of all, going to the word of God. And he brings that first. Then next of all, he'll show you things, things outside the word of God, things to come. So the beauty of this is, is when you're filled with the spirit, automatically what happens first of all, is you become more sensitive than ever to the voice of God for yourself. But the gifts of the spirit, all nine of them, come because of this openness that occurred in your life that the infilling of the Holy Spirit, you personally speaking in tongues, is the doorway into the nine gifts of the Spirit. And this is where a lot of times a lot of confusion comes because one of the nine gifts of the Spirit is tongues. But these tongues are for church service to be interpreted. The difference between the two is this. When I personally was filled with the Holy Spirit, and I pray in tongues every day, especially around my study time, because I found in Isaiah 52, with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Then he switches right from there into line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, then with stammering lips. I mean, the two go back and forth together. It's like they're sandwiched in between each other, study, pray in the spirit, study, pray in the spirit. And so it helps because what I've just been studying, I may think I understand it, but when I pray in the spirit, new things come out of there I haven't seen before. And this comes again specifically even more than normal because the Holy Spirit lives in me and can show me things from the word of God. But I mean, we start getting into greater and deeper things when you begin to pray in tongues. And it says, when I pray in tongues, I speak to God. When I pray in tongues, my personal prayer language, I don't speak to people, I speak to God. That couldn't be in the church service because you says you don't speak to people. But the nine gifts of the spirit include one where you do speak to people 
and it is to be interpreted. But in this case, I don't speak to God in this one over here, the nine gifts of spirit. He speaks to the church through me. He speaks in the church service through me. One is toward God, one is toward people. One is me toward God, one is God toward people through me. And the moment that I do that, then they hear from God. And usually the tongues that comes as a gift of the spirit sounds different than your personal daily speaking with tongues. This is more emphatic. This is more demanding. This has a stronger emphasis behind it because God is about to answer this with the interpretation of tongues and the tongues that are spoken arrest the attention of the people and especially the unbeliever. Then the interpretation comes and suddenly for the unbeliever, the secrets of his heart are made manifest and he will say surely of a truth, God is in our presence. And so it comes back to this. And I mentioned this yesterday in closing, I wanna pick up from here again. Often pastors and rightfully because they've, been, they've taken to, to uh, abusive excesses, Pastors rightfully are skeptical of the gifts of the Spirit. People leave the church when they don't understand, especially with tongues. And pastors, I'm simply coming back to this, explain it. Take just a moment to explain it. Simply say, I know some of you are wondering what just happened because somebody spoke in a language, then somebody spoke in English, and this was the interpretation of this. And this is all found in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And then, like I said yesterday, above me, I would have on a screen the different uh, verses of scripture. And I'd say, write these down. And I'd leave them up there and have them on the screen for two or three minutes. People can write them down. And I said, go home and study these. You'll find out this is in the Bible. I'm not giving you something that's just for my own brain or the, some kind of cult or something like that. Understand this is found in the word of God. And so again, the two extremes come is this. In some cases, some churches dominate the service with the gifts of the Holy Spirit or on one extreme. And often because people go to that extreme, they jump to the opposite extreme after that and they don't allow anything at all. All. The Bible talks about a proper balance. The gifts of the Spirit are to operate in a church service, and three especially, tongue, and then the interpretation of that tongue, and then prophecy, which is equal to tongue and interpretation of tongue. Those three come, and the purpose of them, again, is to bless the congregation and to edify and build them up. And so that, but the, even with those three, the Bible says, let it be by two or at the most three. So three tongues, three interpretation of tongues or three prophetic or two prophecies and one tongue and interpretation, but again, to limit it to three. And uh, again, not that it's gonna be wrong somehow four creep in there. It's just simply saying to the pastor, limit these things because why? The most important thing is about to come. These things bless some of the people, and maybe and an individual especially, but the word of God's gonna bless everybody. On top of that, the results of the gifts of the spirit are temporary. If a person gets healed, if a, a person gets, you know, a part of their body restored back, even a miracle happens, or on the other hand, you know, a healing takes place in their life or understanding comes on a subject or a runaway son or daughter is gonna come back this afternoon. I mean, all the things that can come through the gifts of the spirit, all that is temporary. And by the time you're, you're dead, your healing is gone. I mean, by the time that you're dead, that miracle is over. I'm simply here to tell you, but what the word of God teaches lives and abides forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. There's a proper balance between the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the Word. And honestly, it should be this way. And that is the Word of God should have a greater amount of weight in the church service because the gifts of the Spirit are there to momentarily be a blessing. But here's the other part too. And I love this about this. The Word of God is taught by the pastor. 
Praise and worship is led by a spiritual leader of praise and worship. But the gifts of the Spirit are for everyone. Here's your chance to understand, I have a ministry too in the church service, as much as the pastor and as much as the praise and worship leader, although mine is limited, I still have an opportunity for God to use me in the church service, but not to make me look good, but to use me to be a blessing to someone else. That's the purpose of what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse one, and that is uh, let love operate, that's chapter 13, and also know the gifts of the Spirit, that's chapter 12, and put those two together, and that's how chapter 14 is formed. The most important thing is the blessing, edification, building up, and again, fulfilling the ministries of other people around you and the problems they may have in your life. God can use you to be a word for them. So in chapter 12, we had no specific definition, rules, or guidelines for the use of the gifts of the Spirit in our personal life. But chapter 14, God does give specific guidelines for the gifts in a church service. Chapter 14, God gives much instruction on how the three utterance gifts, tongues, then the interpretation of those tongues, or prophecy, which leaves tongue and interpretation out and goes straight to the uh, English or whatever language is known in the church service. It can go straight to that, and they are to be used in the church service. So again, God gives much instruction how these three utterance gifts are to be used in the church service. Early New Testament pastors knew of questions about tongues. And so in these passages of scripture, we're not dealing with anything that hasn't been done before. Chapter 14 lists things that we face too. Like it says in there, if someone speak with tongues and somebody comes in that doesn't understand it or an unbeliever, aren't they gonna say you're crazy? I mean, these guys lunatics, did we open up a, you know, a door to a mental institution and let these people in? It says, no, that was the purpose of it, was to grab the attention. That's why when the interpretation comes, you're already known something's happening here. And when the interpretation comes, you're already open to listen to it because you've heard this speaking with tongues. But if there is no unbelievers present, God will probably tell the people at that time, give it as a prophecy. But again, the purpose of the tongues to be interpreted is to arrest the attention of the unbeliever. So God is just concerned with offending the sinner as we are. God doesn't want a sinner to be offended, but he's made a provision for not hurting the least of these in the body of Christ. Edification is for everyone and needed in the church service. And it simply comes back to this. I have a call to pastor. I preach the word. Praise and worship leaders have a call to lead praise and worship, but we, even together, don't answer every question. And God says, I can even have people in the congregation be used at that time to let the Lord know and to let you know that you understand I have a call on my life too. And a part of that is to be used in tongue, interpretation of tongue or prophecy in the church service or after church service is over for me to lay hands on a sick person and they recover. That's part of the great commission given to me. I am called to be a preacher of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 12. We are about to enter into a section where there's instruction here of how the pastor should instruct his people about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. While you're finding 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 12, let me say again, thank you for those of you attending this time for the first time ever watching this broadcast. You're just part of my congregation, so I'm treating this like a church. You have attended now, so again, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for you know dipping your toe in the, in the water, seeing how you like this, and I think you will like it. I take the word of God and explain it and open it up verse by verse. So 
Uh, again, for those of you who have been watching for a while, thank you. For those who have been watching for years, a special thank you to you. You're either gluttons for punishment or else you really are getting something out of this broadcast. If you would like to join many of those and become a partner with me, go to my website, bobyandian.com, and you'll find a place there where you can become a partner with this ministry. Partners in our heart, first of all. You understand the heart I'm bringing to you, and your heart says, amen. You join together, first of all, in heart, then you join together in the financial giving and prayer for this ministry. Thank you ahead of time. Go to bobyandian.com. You'll find a place there where you can become a partner with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 12, we will end on this first and then go into halftime, the break. But in 1 Corinthians 14, 12, it says this, even so you, that's the congregation, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edifying of the church that you seek to excel. And we compare this back with verse two, verse four, and find out here that the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit is to build up everybody, not to draw special attention to the person giving the tongue or the interpretation or for the prophecy. Understand this, you're not the issue. You're just a vessel God used to get his word through to the people of the congregation. And you ought to just be thankful you were used. So again, it says here, let it be for the edifying of the church that you seek to excel. That word let, if you want to underline it, we're gonna run across that many, many more times to come. Because people have often wondered, what do you mean let? What do you mean let? We'll find out what that means, the verses to follow, because here is instruction to the congregation on the balance of the gifts of the Spirit and the Word of God. See you right after the break. The new birth is an inward work of the Holy Spirit. But when a believer becomes filled with the Holy Spirit, there is an outward display. In these 32 MP3 audio lessons by Pastor Bob Yandian, the ministry and gifts of the Holy Spirit are explored in detail, along with their appropriate use inside and outside of the local church. Lesson titles include A Gift of Power, A Word in Season, Gifts of the Spirit, Spiritual Gifts in the Church, The Gifts and Callings of God, The Utterance Gifts, The Prophet and the Apostle. The Gifts of the Spirit USB flash drive can be used on any computer MP3 player, smartphone, tablet, or car stereo that is equipped with a USB connection. To order Gifts of the Spirit, visit our website at bobyandian.com. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Without the Word of God, our lives would be unstable and without direction. There would be no hope for believers or, for that matter, the entire world. In this seven-part series, Pastor Bob Yandian emphasizes and explains the vital necessity of the Word of God in the life of every believer. Sermon titles include A More Sure Word of Prophecy, The Inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God's Reputation, The Wisdom of God's Word, The Merchandise of Wisdom, Wisdom, Riches, and Honor, and Jesus, our wisdom. To order Importance of the Word, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit bobyandian.com and click on Partnership. 
All right, welcome back. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, again in verse 12. This is where we left off. And we are entering into a section of 1 Corinthians 14 on instruction to the congregation on the balance of the use of the gifts of the Spirit within the local church service. Now understand, I mean, I've had evangelists come in and there's been times even in my ministry in the church where we went beyond beyond just uh, tongue, interpretation of tongue and prophecy. Other gifts begin to use be used. Again, gifts of healings, working of miracles. But again, these often follow ministers that come into the congregation from, you know, uh, in areas of missions work or else they are in evangelism and they have these special gifts and prophet and prophets come in. And so by doing that, allowing these people to come in, they see, people usually see things there they haven't seen before. Uh, I've had ministers come in that operate strongly in word of knowledge and can, and, and can basically read your mail. I remember one man we had at the church that I brought in, he was speaking, suddenly stopped and said, this lady on the fourth row right here to Kenner, he said, four chairs over. He said, would you stand up for just a moment? She stood up. He said, you went to the doctor last week and she burst into tears. He said, the doctor told you have five things wrong with you. He, he says, those five things, he said, he said, I want you to know that you're going to go back to the doctor and he's going to tell you all five of them are gone. And that lady came to me after church and said, Pastor Bob. And I said, what? She said, I did go to the doctor last week, but he told me there's only three things wrong with me, not five. She said, do you think he got something wrong? And, she, and, and I said, listen, I'm not going to judge what he said. I don't know. That was between him and God. And he talked to you. I said, but are you supposed to go back to your doctor? She said, yes, I'm going back because of these three things he told me that they found in me. And so she went back to the doctor and then she came back the next week at church and said, Pastor Bob, let me tell you what happened. I, he's, when I came there, he said, now listen, what I told you last time was there's three things wrong with you, but we really found two more. But I wasn't sure what they were, so I only let you know about three of them, but there were five altogether. He said, all five of them are gone. And she started shouting and rejoicing. And she said, the word that came from God was so true. She said, even I didn't know all that was going on. And again, that just so astounded me at the preciseness of a word of knowledge that led to her being healed. So again, but you know, average person in the congregation, they might operate in you once in a great while, but not as a general calling. And it's not to be used within the congregation. The congregation here can operate in three areas during the church service for the congregation, and that is tongues, interpretation of those tongues, or then prophecy. So the point comes back to this. You may be used in other things. It may be one-on-one, -on -one, in the parking lots, in your personal life, but within the church service, these are the three that are open to the congregation to operate in. And so again, what this verse is saying is that let's take a look at verse 12, 1 Corinthians 14, 12. Even so you congregation, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edifying of the church that you seek to excel. Again, we found this out in verse two and we found it out in verse four. Here's the beauty of it. It's simply saying you get zealous for spiritual gifts. Don't let it go to your head. Don't start saying, I'm gonna have a card printed, you know, Bob, worker of miracles. Don't you dare. You're not here to promote yourself. You're here to promote God and build other people up. It says, pray this, be, as you're zealous to operate in spiritual gifts, let this be your prayer. Father, let I be used to bless other people. And when it's all over, if they don't know my name, I really don't care. Again, the Lone Ranger, who was that masked man? All right. When I leave the church service, they're going to go, who was that person? It doesn't matter who I am. It matters who you are. And Father, what an opportunity and what a blessing and what an honor and privilege it is to be used by the Holy Spirit to minister to somebody else with your power flowing through me. So basically, this verse is simply saying, think in love for the good of everyone. That's chapter 13 and also chapter 12 and verse 7.
This is not a chance for church members to show their knowledge or to give sermons as prophecy. This is not a chance for what you've been studying this week to, to give it out as a sermon. This is impromptu on the spot at the moment God gives you a word for the congregation. And so you don't use this time to preach a sermon. That's not what it's for. Speaking in tongues in your private life edifies you, but speaking in tongues to be interpreted or to give us prophecy in the church edifies everyone else present. You are just used to edify them and you ought to thank God. Because why? It's one of the highest uses of the gifts of the Spirit because that one gifts blesses more than one person getting healed or one person having a miracle in their life. We all shout for what happened to them, but this one means the word that is given applies to so many people in the congregation. Again, I've said before, I mentioned to a congregation whenever the tongue, interpretation of tongue or prophecy was given, because I know there's going to be skepticism, not just from unbelievers, but from believers who have been taught this is all from the devil. This is all, this is not God. But I simply ask this at the end of it. How many of you can vouch for it? This word ministered to you and sometimes 30 to 40% of the hands will go up. And I'm simply telling them that couldn't be just you because I didn't know that. I hadn't planned on preaching on that. Praise and worship didn't seem to cover that area. Nothing else has. All of a sudden, the Lord brought in something that he knew the needs and the hearts of people and people identified with it. And I said, on top of that, how many can say even beyond the fact it ministered to you, now you have an answer for what to do? And, and the hands go right back up again. So the Lord blessed them with that. Yet the sermon still edifies more people than even one gift of the Holy Spirit that blesses so many people. Most important in church is the teaching of the word of of God. Jump down with me to verses 18 and 19 while you're there in 1 Corinthians 14 and notice what it says. Paul is saying here, and he compares speaking in tongues in his private life with what goes on in the church. And again, the two are not the same. Speaking in tongues in your private life comes when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and speak with tongues, but it's not to be, that is not to be accomplished in church because what's accomplished in church is tongues to be interpreted. Now, during praise and worship, people can praise God in tongues. And again, I explain that later in the church. I don't want to stop any of that because if you, if you're singing in tongues or speaking in tongues, it says in your own personal life, you give thanks well. I mean, you just put a whole new level to praise and worship. But when it comes to actually stopping and ministering in the congregation, I'm not going to preach the sermon in tongues. People say, well, wasn't tongues used in the Bible to win souls? No, absolutely not. It was never used in the Bible to win people. It was not used for preaching. In fact, on the day of Pentecost, when tongues was given, when the Holy Spirit was given, when the infilling of the Holy Spirit was given, and all those people came down from the upper room speaking with tongues, it arrested the attention of the people in the street saying, we do hear them speak in tongues in our very own dialects where we're from, not only the places where we're from, but the places within the places, the suburbs, the area of the country we live in, the accent is perfect. And they said they speak in the dialects, but notice this, no one got saved until Peter quit speaking with tongues and preached the gospel in a known language. The purpose of tongues was to arrest the attention of the sinner on the street, as well as now in the church. When we give a tongue to be interpreted, it arrests the attention of the unbeliever. And so in verses 18 and 19 here, Paul is going to differentiate between tongues in your personal life, 
for your own personal edification, for hearing the voice of God even more, stronger in guidance, and then also what happens in the church. Look at verse 18. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. This is in his private life. You say, how do you know that? Look at verse 19. Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding. That would be in the Greek language or the Hebrew language. I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in tongues. He's simply saying here, the main purpose of church is not to speak with tongues. It's not the main purpose of the church service to have the gifts of the Spirit in operation. Those are to be limited, but the Word of God is to be taught. So when you come to church, understand this. We didn't come for a free-for-all for the Holy Spirit to be poured out and people operate the gifts of the Spirit because the Spirit's always willing, but we have to know when to put the proper limitations on it, and that's why we're going to be talking about that in the verses to come. Understand this. Now, there may be times, as a pastor is sensitive to this, that you will have a service that turns into a healing service, but that will be rare. That will not be all the time. And yet once it happens, all of a sudden people loved it so much that the pastor feels compelled to make that happen week after week when the purpose of coming to church is not for people to get healed. All right. Although that happens and what a blessed place for it to happen. Is there any sick among you? Any speaking to Christians? Is there any sick among you? Call for the elders of the church, have them pray over that person. And the prayer of faith from the elders of the church will save the sick, the Lord will raise him up. But here's the point, that was not the main reason we came. Thank God she got healed. Thank God he had got healed. The most important thing is that we walked away from there hearing a sermon that hit everybody, not just one person to get healed. So in church service, the gifts should rarely, rarely replace the word. Once in a great while, this might happen. I've been in church services where all of a sudden you knew something was about to happen. This is not a normal church service. And all of a sudden the gifts of the Spirit would be in operation. The pastor would come up and say, I want every sick person to get up here now. And we come up. It was a special time, a special outpouring, a special place. And the time and the place were correct. And the Holy Spirit was pouring out on that congregation, healing manifestation. So it was something that was needed for the moment. But next week, what are we back to? The word, the word, the word, the word. Pastors need to be open to direction and the changes of the Holy Spirit in case something like that happens. There can be some services where you have all worship and the gifts of the Spirit, but most service, I'll say this 98%, 99% of the services will have some gifts or none, but the teaching of the word Word of God is to dominate, and that's the most important thing. Let's take a look at verses 26 down through verse 33. We'll close on this today and then come back and talk about it more tomorrow. The pastor needs to take control of the church service in love, not to dominate, not to control, not to show his arrogance, but no, for the love of the people. And here's what it says in verse 26. How is it then, brethren, whenever you come together, this is the congregation, whenever the congregation comes together, each of you has a psalm, a teaching, a tongue, a revelation, and interpretation. It's possible for everybody to have something. Let all things be done unto edification. Notice the first word there is let. We ran across that word before. And we ran across that word when it talked about uh, letting the church service be again in proper, decently, and in order. So again, let all things be done unto edification. And so that word let appears there. Who is the one that lets? You know what the word let means? It means allow. Who is the one allowing things to be done for edification? The pastor taking control in love. 
explanation. If anyone in the congregation speaks in a tongue, let there be two, or at the most three, three speaking with tongues, or three uh, interpretations of that, or three to replace that, prophecies given. Let there be two, or at the most three, each in turn, and let one interpret. Notice this again, let, 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 let. Allow, allow, allow. The pastor is the one who's allowing this. Verse 28, but if there is no interpreter in the congregation, let that person keep silent in the church, or let him speak to himself and to God. Let two or three prophets speak, and let the others judge. Here's a time for the prophets to speak out in the congregation congregation, those who may be attending at the moment, but let the first keep silent. For you prophets can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. And the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. You know what this also means? The spirits of everybody who might have something from the Holy Spirit are there and it's under your control to realize three have been given, I will not give it. That's what the word of God says. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all the churches of the saints. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll take right up from here and give more explanation of these verses. Have a great day. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.